shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Let's say that you've committed a sin and it haunts you now. It wakes you up at night. It troubles you. You walk around with a guilty conscience and you don't know how to get rid of that sin. Okay, you need to apply the blood. Pastor Greg Laurie says the blood of Christ cleanses us from our sins. At Calvary, He paid the price that we should have paid. Christ said in Matthew 26, this is my blood given in the new covenant for the forgiveness of sin. This is the day when the lost are found. we read in the Old Testament point us to the truth that we find in the New Testament. In effect, they paint pictures that are completed under the New Covenant. And today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how the story of Passover actually points us to the sacrifice made by Jesus once and for all at Calvary. As Pastor Greg continues his series called World Changes, we'll consider Moses and how God was on his side in an epic confrontation with Pharaoh. Moses, the world changer, was about to change the world for the captives of Egypt, the nation Israel. He was going to lead them to a new beginning and a new land. Now God gives instruction for the celebration of the first Passover. The Lord said, go three days journey into the land and you're going to have Passover and here's what it's all about. Exodus 12 starting in verse 1. While the Israelites are still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, the Lord says, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb, a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, and no defects. We'll stop there. So they were to offer to the Lord a healthy young lamb or goat and then they were to sacrifice that animal and they were to take the blood of the animal and put it on their doorposts. So imagine uh, a doorway right here. They were to take the blood from the lamb or the goat and put the blood on the left side, put the blood on the right side and put the blood on the top of the door. Now what does that remind you of? Jesus hanging there on the cross, the crown of thorns pressed on his brow, nails driven through his right hand and his left. And this is what Passover was pointing to. It was pointing to Jesus Christ. And really the Old Testament is pointing to the New Testament. It's one revelation from Genesis to Revelation. There's not an Old Testament God and a New Testament God. It's one God And all of those Old Testament types and sacrifices all pointed to Jesus who would be the fulfillment of them as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So what does Passover mean to us? Number one, the Passover is a new beginning, if you're taking notes. The Passover was for them and for us a new beginning. 
God starts by making this a new beginning for the nation of Israel. Verse two, this month will be the first month of the year for you. That'd be like us saying today, we're starting the year over again because it hasn't gone so well. Have you ever wished you could start all over again? Maybe in your marriage. Maybe in your relationship with your children or with friends, someone you've fallen out with. Well, in a way you can. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. You don't have to be crippled by your past anymore. You can put it behind you. Number two, the lamb they were to kill was to be the very best. It was a lamb that was to be chosen and carefully examined, according to verse three, with no defects. In other words, don't bring a sickly animal. Bring the finest, the strongest. Why? Because we should give our very best to God, right? And they're bringing a, an animal that they have developed an affection for. He says, bring your lamb, your lamb. So maybe it was even like a pet to them. You know, people are very attached to their pets. Everybody's walking around with animals everywhere now. Um, you know, they're take them on planes and take them into restaurants. And I know there are service animals that have been approved and people that need them, but I question some of the people carrying animals now. Really, is this a service animal? And you know, they're at the table eating, they give the food to the dog, and it's just, really? Is that sanitary? And then there's like, people will spend so much money on animals. Dogs and cats, I heard about something that is just opened up. It's a cat hotel. I'm not making this up. It's an article. It got my attention. Because you know how much I love cats. <laughs> I saw this headline. The world's first five-star cat hotel. I had to click the link. I didn't even know there were three-star hotels for cats. This is a five-star hotel. It's called Catazonia. Uh, it has a spa and grooming services and temperature-controlled rooms. It even has a dating service for female cats. Really? That's weird. You can book the VVIC, the very, very important cat room. It includes a king-size bed and a separate toilet. I thought cats used boxes. They use toilets now. A rep for the hotel said, we think cats need holidays too. Hey, can I book this place? Because that sounds like a pretty nice place. Then there's another luxury cat hotel at a state-of-the-art sound system, fine dining. The menu, it says, developed by feline nutritionists. Uh, has white fish, ethically fished yellowfin tuna. I like that it's ethically fished. And uh, chicken liver balls. That's gross. But they're cats, right? And TV screens, I love this, featuring birds in flight and fish swimming. So basically it's like food TV for cats. What a crazy thing. But imagine taking your beloved pet, your dog, your cat, and offering it as a sacrifice. That's what God was asking Israel to do. Well, that's so cruel, but wait. Why did God want him to do that? He wanted him to see the enormity of their sin and the blackness of it. And by offering something they loved that they had affection for, it showed sin has a cost. Sin is painful. Sin is deadly. So he said, you bring this and offer it to me now. And so is that not what Christ was? He was the perfect sacrifice for each of us. He knew no sin. He never sinned in any way, shape, 
or form. In fact, we know that 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he never sinned, but he was the offering for our sin so we could be made right with God through Christ. It was the sinless for the sinful, the perfect for the imperfect, the flawless for the flawed, so we could all have a new beginning. Absolutely amazing. Number three, if you're taking notes, the lamb had to be slain. Don't miss this. The lamb had to be slain. It wasn't the life of the lamb that saved the people from judgment. It was the death of it. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So you have to have the cross. It's not the life of Jesus. It's the death of Jesus. It's the resurrection of Jesus that gives us access to the Father. That's why Christ said in Matthew 26, this is my blood given in the new covenant for the forgiveness of sin. The next point, the blood had to be applied. The, this is a big one, don't miss it. The blood had to be applied. So yes, the lamb had to be slain, but you had to apply the blood. If that lamb was killed and you did not take that blood and put it on your doorway, the judgment of God, the angel of death, that judgment would come upon you. Even if you slew the lamb, even if you spilled the blood, you still had to apply the blood, otherwise you would not have your home passed over. And in the same way, we too need to apply the blood. You say, well, what, what does that mean to apply the blood? Okay, let's get specific now. Let's say that you've committed a sin. Quick poll, how many of you have ever committed a sin? Okay, good, kids, I'm talking to you. You've committed a sin. Let's say it was years ago. And it's possible that that sin is haunting you today. It may have been a decade ago, two decades ago, even longer. In fact, the enormity of that sin has come on you like a ton of bricks and you've realized how bad it was even more than you realized right after you had committed it. And it haunts you now. It troubles you. You walk around with a guilty conscience and you don't know how to get rid of that sin. Okay, you need to apply the blood. So you come and say, Lord, I've committed this sin. I'm sorry for this sin. I confess this sin. I repent of this sin and I accept your forgiveness because of the blood of Jesus that was shed and then you drop it. You drop it. Stop dredging it up. Stop bringing it up. We should not choose to remember what God has chosen to forget. Now, that doesn't mean there still may not be some ramifications. I mean, if you go out and rob a bank and you're arrested, you could say to the officer, well, man, it's, it's under the blood. <laughs> and they'll say, well, you're under arrest. <laughs> and you're going to jail. But you can pray on the way over. So God will forgive you. There may be some ramifications depending on the sin, but it's under the blood and it is forgiven. And it's interesting because in Revelation we read about these tribulation saints that were martyred for their faith. And they're in heaven rejoicing. And they're rejoicing because the accuser of the brothers is cast down, and that's the devil. They're rejoicing because he's cast down and it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives until the death. You want to overcome the devil, you do it through the blood of the lamb. Applying that blood in your life because here's how the devil works. 
He whispers in your ear and he says, why don't you go ahead and commit this sin? It's going to be fun. You're going to have a great time. You can trust me. (laughs) So we take the bait and we do the sin. Then the devil comes back and says, you miserable hypocrite. You call yourself a Christian? Don't even think about reading the Bible or praying or showing your ugly face in church again. God would never hear your prayer. That's where I apply the blood. I say, ah, devil, you're wrong. I can approach Jesus because of the blood of the lamb. And it drives him crazy. You see? It drives him crazy. Because he would like you to think you approach God because of your worthiness. Oh, you didn't read your Bible. You can't pray. No, look. Obviously, we should read our Bible. But I don't approach God on the basis of things that I've done. I approach God on the basis of what Christ did and when he shed his blood and gave me access to his throne. Don't let the accuser of the brethren rip you off. You can overcome them by the blood of the lamb. One last thought from Exodus. God said to them in Exodus 12 and verse three that first they were to bring a lamb bring a lamb. Then in verse four he said it's the lamb. Then finally in verse five he said it's your lamb. That sums it up beautifully. We first hear about God. We know he's out there somewhere. A lamb. Jesus is one of many choices we think. But then one day we realize he's the lamb. The lamb of God. The son of God. The only way to God. And then he becomes our lamb. See, it's not enough to just know God exists. It's not even enough to know that Christ is the way to God. He has to be your Savior and your Lord or your Lamb, if you will, where you embrace Him and say, forgive me. If you don't know Him in a personal way, if you're racked with guilt today, if you need a new beginning or a fresh start, this is an opportunity to receive it and say, God, forgive me of my sin. I'm sorry for it. I take responsibility for it. I own it. And I ask Jesus to come into my life. And if you're a Christian who has sinned, maybe you've done something recently that's a horrible thing. But God would forgive you if you'll confess your sin and not rationalize it and ask God to pardon you, to forgive you, to cleanse you, and then turn from or repent of that sin You can have a fresh start today. And you can mark this day and time. That's the day I had a fresh start. That's the day I had a new beginning. Let's all bow our heads. Everybody praying please. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to this planet of ours to die on that cross. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and laying your life down. And we pray now that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince any person here or watching that does not yet know you. Help them to see their need for Jesus and help them to believe in Jesus and be forgiven. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie. And if you know that you need to make that kind of change in your relationship with God, Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that. 
calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord and my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, if you've just prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you by sending out something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-005011. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg continues his World Changers series as we learn more life lessons from the world changer named Moses. Hope you can join us same time tomorrow. Now, if you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called A New Beginning for a World Changer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.